0: Stop the stench. Running in high-tech fabrics doesn't mean you're resigned to being stinky. Do like Dimity and I do and start using SweatX Sport laundry detergent and odor eliminator spray on all your workout wear. Get 15% off with code AMR15 at SweatExport.com. You can trust Indeed as a hiring partner because they want the same thing you do, finding quality candidates. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at indeed.com slash AMR. Offer valid through March 31st. Get luxury, high-performance cosmetics that highlight your best features. For every purchase, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help a woman thrive. Go to thrivecosmetics.com AMR for 15% off your first order. welcome to another mother runner this is sarah bowen shea and i am hesitating to introduce the co-host because it's someone new um so unless you are a new listener you know that i rotate through a handful of co-hosts who each bring different perspectives and areas of interest or expertise to the podcast and today i am welcoming Brittany williams before i say hi to her i to tell a little bit about you Brittany. So Brittany is a personal trainer group fitness instructor running coach and all around great person. I should mention Brittany isn't just any personal trainer. She's my personal trainer. She's also a very popular bar instructor on the sweat app. Um, My youngest co host Brittany just got married last year and she and her husband live here in Portland. So she is in studio with me today. So welcome Brittany.
1: Thank you. I love that intro. That was, that was really good. Oh,
0: good. Okay. Oh, really good. Did good. I get it all right? You did. You okay. did. That
1: was all factual for sure. <laughs> okay. Oh, good, good, good,
0: good. All right. So a little different than usual. There is no, you are the, I'm the guest. You are the guest mm-hmm. before yep. you switch into the co-host seat at an, in a future episode, you are the guest. You're, I love it. Yes. You are on the, um, what is it, the stability ball? The stability chair? ball, hot seat. Yeah. Uh, call it. yeah, yeah. <laughs> you would know you're I the fitness know. expert. I would know. This feels very fitting for you being a
1: fitness expert. <laughs> Sitting on a stability ball chair. Yes, I think yes. this is very on brand for me. <laughs> uh,
0: All right. So since we're another mother runner, you got to tell us what your running background.
1: Oh, my running background. So I started running in seventh grade, mm-hmm. uh, only because the team cross country team needs five people to score, and they didn't have enough people for the team. So they were like, "Hey, you play soccer." So you probably can run a mile and a half. Can you run? Uh, and I did it and I did not like it. I think mm-hmm. as most, I think most runners probably start not loving the first run mm-hmm. or the mm-hmm. second or third or fifth or 56th. <laughs> uh, but I kept doing it, was fairly good at it, uh, and keep doing it. And then I end up joining the cross country team. Um, and running was never something I enjoyed. It was something that I did because the team needed me. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always played soccer. Soccer was the goal to play soccer in college. So I definitely was an athletic kid growing up and Mm -hmm. soccer was always the focus and running just helped me stay in shape. And then at the 11th hour, like I'm getting recruited by all of these soccer schools, uh, but Rice university in Houston reached out for running. Oh, And I was like, you know, there's a lot of good soccer players out Mm. there and there's a lot of good runners, but soccer in especially the United States, is a cutthroat, um, sport to be in. And I was like, I think that if I'm, if I stick with running, I have much more runway, no pun intended, Mm -hmm. uh, in the sport. So I kind of hell Mary and just did it and really played, um, I ran track and cross country in college, Mm -hmm. uh, went from walk on to national caliber and just kind of really, truly found myself and my wings and who I am as a person through running. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, I think once I got that bug for mm-hmm. it and and got successful in college, it stuck with me for life, um, which is one of my favorite things about running is you don't need any person. You really, you barely even need any equipment. I mean, sure you need some shoes, but even then I would argue you might not You mm. could <laughs> technically go run barefoot. Uh-huh. Uh, and so it's kind of been my therapy, honestly. So I, as a fitness instructor do a lot of different kinds of fitness, but running has always been home in Mm. all of them. Mm. Um, So while it never is the focus, meaning I've got a lot of other things and businesses to run, which aren't centered around running, running is the one thing that makes me feel good. When you're having a bad day, I go for a run. I'm having Mm -hmm. a good day. I go for a run, right? (laughs) Like that's kind of become my relationship with running now, but it started off as something that I didn't enjoy, grew into something that I got quite good at, and now has become my free therapy. Nice. Yeah.
0: Nice. Okay. So I didn't run this. I didn't run any of these questions by you, but I, particu- I kind of like that. Though. Okay. Okay. Good. Cause I particularly didn't run this one by you. So we shall see. Um, So I knew you could be a perfect co-host yes. to add to our lineup when you overshared a fabulous tale <laughs> of yes. TMI uh-huh. involving your um butt crack.
2: Mm-hmm. It is.
0: So we got to dive right in uh-huh. and you got to go 100%. there.
1: <laughs> okay. So, um, I was on a long run the other day. Uh, and well, first of all, I have to give the backstory of me telling this story to Sarah. We're in the middle of a, personal training session she's lifting weights and I'm like Sarah I have this story I have to tell you and I think we didn't get anything done that day because we were just laughing the whole time um but I was going on a long run and when I got home I think I ran probably 10 12 miles enough that you know you're working up a sweat you're really going for it and when I got home things just did not feel right down there and i thought maybe i really had to go maybe i went a little bit too much and had hurt myself so i embarrassingly pulled out the mirrors hiked my foot up against the countertop like we probably have all done at one point looked down there and i had chafed from the top of my butt crack to the bottom on both sides. The biggest, I mean, it looked like a scar that someone would get from surgery on both sides of my butt from chafing between my butt crack. And I have certainly chafed Arms, thighs. I've chased everywhere, but I have never in my life chased that badly. One. And then for it to be on my butt crack. So I told Sarah I was walking funny the next day and I didn't want to sit upright. I had to kind of lean so that my butt cheeks didn't touch, because if they did, they would rub and it was difficult. So I pretty much spent the entire day trying not to have my butt cheeks rubbed together, which is new territory for me
2: uh
0: and I remember you have to include what you told your husband when you were in the bathroom you're you. You afraid you're going to split open <laughs> I forgot
1: about that I literally I mean I was afraid of everything I truly thought that I was going to completely rip my butt <laughs> which I mean it happens and I think especially as women and as mothers that sometimes that actually can happen yes. but I don't think it can happen from chafing yes. <laughs> But, at the time, but the feeling was there. At the time, If you don't expect it to be chafing, mm-hmm. you are expecting the worst. I mean, anytime you've got pain in that region, mm-hmm. I expect the worst. <laughs> <at> the <time. laughs> and chafing's not that bad, but like I very much, and then the best part was for Christmas. My mom gave me like anti chafe like, cream from a birthday or another birthday for Christmas. And I was just like, okay, mom, like that's apparently like that story now, like, precedes me, supersedes me, whatever. Yes, it is. sure does. Because now for Christmas, I'm getting chafe. Like <laughs> and it had a, it,
0: it, was a product I'd never seen before. It had an unusual name to it. I'm not remembering what mm-hmm. it was. Yeah. yeah.
1: It was, it was a, had some some curse words, some torse words in it. But yeah. it is an interesting, I haven't used it yet because I have got body, I mean I've got body glide. Like let's be real here. Like I'm a long distance runner. You've got anti-chafe. Yeah. I need some, I just didn't know to put it between the butt cheeks. But so now this is the problem that I have, Sarah. (laughs) When do I do it for every run? Do I do it for just long runs? what's along yeah, what's
0: and what at what distance, at does, what the distance does the butt start crack start chafing need
1: chafing because mm-hmm. i know the distance for my thighs mm-hmm. i know what it is oh sure of course and i know what the weather is like it's a very specific <laughs> yep i need that but i'm not quite sure what the <laughs> what the distance or temperature needs to be for the butt chafing but
0: <laughs> I you super, don't really want to find out that in a bad no, way i'm going
1: to yeah <laughs> but now pretty much i have the thing is i haven't done it since I've ran one
2: long one since then.
1: And I was like, I'm going on a limb here and I'm not putting it on. Because I feel like I need to, well, actually let's back up. I am thankful that my mom gave me that Christmas gift Mm -hmm. because I have to have a separate stick
2: well, we just talked about that. Butt. We talked yeah, about sir, that. One of <laughs> the good advice
1: of, have a, of a stick, just for your butt, yes. and have a stick for the rest of the body. Yes, <laughs> uh, and label this. And label this up Correct. And then I'm sure going to get some weird looks when someone's going through my kitchen drawer, my kitchen drawer, my bathroom drawer, looking for something. He's like, what is this butt cream that you've got going on here? So yeah, that's but that's definitely that's something that. Like my parents would say would only happen to me. Like those kind of weird stories like that, like it just
0: lucky you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. All right. Well, thank you for jumping right oh, in there. I'm yeah, yeah. Question welcome. number two. I'm yeah. more than welcome to
1: answer those kind of questions. I'm here
0: for it. All right. Okay. Um, this one will be a, a little less personal, uh, in that in a certain regard, it's your professional background. Tell us about that as well as your decision to pursue your passion. For fitness, not from behind a desk.
1: Absolutely. So I uh when I graduated college, moved to Baltimore. I'm originally from Texas, moved to Baltimore, Maryland to work for Under Armour. Uh, worked in sales uh for ooh, 10 years. Mm. So 10 years full time and two years part-time. Um, and it was my home. And I was very comfortable cor- climbing the corporate ladder and being that corporate ladder climber, just come in, <laughs> clock in, clock out, put in the hard work and chase the next promotion. Um, I started teaching fitness on the side as a Mm. side hustle in 2017 when I moved here to Portland. And it was just always something fun to do, right? Like if you can get paid to do something that's really, really fun, why not do it? Um, some people would say you don't have to make everything a job, but I guess I'm that (laughs) kind of personality. Um, and so I did the two, um, and that was my plan to do it for forever. And I think as, uh, work got harder as I got promoted and, and had more and more responsibility and had teams working for me. And, um, you know, sales is hard, especially I think anyone in supply chain right now during COVID understands that supply chain is really tough right now. When you've got some really big customers spending a lot of money with you and you're saying, I don't know what when your product's going to get here. <laughs> like things got very hard. And, um, and my gut was telling me that there's something fulfilling about helping people and mm. about. Being able to watch someone's journey, um, you know, from not being able to do push ups, doing a push up to mm-hmm. motivating someone. Maybe they came in and they're going through a breakup or, um, you know, something bad happened, and to be able to spend an hour with that person uh, and really hopefully elevate their day, mm. that becomes addicting. Mm-hmm. And once I realized how addicting that was, mm-hmm. I couldn't look at my desk job the same. Mm. You know, st- I loved it. Loved the people. Loved the team. Loved the job, but there was a level of fulfillment that fitness gave me that climbing the corporate ladder didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, So, really hard decision. Um, I had been in Under Armour since I was in college, so since I mm. was twenty one. Like mm-hmm. I remember just being a young and, and <laughs> bright eyed, bushy tailed at corporate <laughs> life, and just everything that the company did was the coolest mm-hmm. because it was your first job out of college. Right. Um, and I think it's really wa- rare for a millennial to stay at a job yeah. for for that long. Mm-hmm. So I, I took a lot of pride in it. So when I left, it was a big decision, but my gut told me my goal, my, my calling and my passion and the fire inside me is helping people not mm-hmm. selling products. Mm-hmm. Um, so hard decision, but luckily everyone there was very, um, open to it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I completely pivoted, um, and just did fitness full time. So, uh, I have a digital program on the sweat app, which started while I was still in Under Armour. So it kind of went in phases. Mm -hmm. Uh, and then once I quit Under Armour, um, I joined the refinery here in Portland, uh, and started personal training and group fitness there. Mm -hmm. Uh, and really again, between my digital program and teaching in person have really been able to, I think, be more fulfilled in my everyday life. Um, it's a weird transition going <laughs> from sitting in a desk every day to even just wearing jeans every day to wearing <laughs> leggings every day. Is kind of nice. There's certainly perks. Um, but having going from such structure and then going to something that is completely unstructured, yeah. uh, certainly hard, certainly challenging, a lot of identity crisis. What am I yeah. doing? Am I making the right decision? Um, but I think all in all, I've just followed what my gut has told me. And that's kind Mm -hmm. of like what I did when I switched from soccer to running was just Mm -hmm. really like at the end of the day, you just got to go with like, what does your heart tell you Mm -hmm. and the rest will figure itself out.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: Good, good. All right. So you mentioned that you moved from Baltimore, um, a city that has a population that's more than 60% black to Portland, Oregon. Oh yeah. Uh, Texas,
1: Baltimore, Portland, very interesting Uh, mix of cities I've lived in. That's for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So that, you know, Portland for people who don't know is considered the whitest big city in America with, uh, just 7% of the population is black. So as a black woman, how do your experiences running here Mm. differ than running in Baltimore?
2: So
1: it's interesting. I, I feel, wow, no one's ever asked me that question. That was a really good question. Um, so Baltimore, it almost felt let me put, I'm going to talk about how they're the same, but different in different ways. Both of them feel very empowering. Mm. I would say in Baltimore, there is so much negativity around the black community in Baltimore. Mm. There's a lot of crime, there's gangs, there's definitely a violence problem in the city of Baltimore. And I think to be able to run on the streets of Baltimore and show kids playing basketball or what have you, that you know, I'm focusing on my health and that there is some positivity around the black community in Baltimore, I think was very empowering. Mm-hmm. Um, and here it's empowering in a different way, right? <laughs> it's empowering to be probably one of the few black people that you're gonna see running the streets of Baltimore. So I think in Portland, it's, yeah. Sorry, mm-hmm. in Portland, yeah. So I think it's different just in the sense of um. I do it both of them. I did it with pride, but for different reasons. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that here, um, it's funny. I think people are happy to see me run. I think Mm. especially, I definitely noticed that change, um, after kind of the black lives matter movement gained a lot of steam when, um, George Floyd was murdered. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was just a lot of, I don't know. Just I feel like people were like looking at me, but like in a good way. Mm-hmm. In a good way. So sometimes I do maybe feel like well, I stick out like a sore thumb, like running mm-hmm. around in Northeast mm-hmm. Portland. They're like, oh, like she's different. <laughs> um, but I don't see it, it's never a bad thing. It never is look at her. It's never a you know, pointing the finger. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, I think I maybe just feel a little bit more pressure mm-hmm. to represent the black community in Portland than I did in Baltimore. Sure. Um, but certainly hopefully in Baltimore I was as good of a representative you can, one can hope. Mm -hmm. Um, but I would say it just maybe feels a little bit more pressure to, um, be a certain way, which Mm -hmm. I think is the same. I mean, whether you're running or walking the street, what have you, Mm -hmm. but people notice when you're running, I think if I'm just walking down the street, no one's going to notice, but when you're running down the street Mm -hmm. and I tend to run like in the middle of the street, and Mm -hmm. you know, I'm (laughs) wearing bright I wear bright colors, mm-hmm. and you know you know how it is mm-hmm. uh people take notice mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: you wear your coral, your favorite wear, color. exactly,
1: my favorite color, I wear my <laughs> coral, my brights, <laughs> safe, you know, I got my headland all the all the things you yeah. know, gotta make sure you're safe, but um yeah, and i and I think that it's it's important for me i think to to represent the black community well mm-hmm. um but I do certainly wish that there were more black people in portland, i will yeah, certainly. Admit that.
0: Yes, yeah. yes, I I agree with you on that one. Yeah, yeah. All right. So switching from race to races, what's your favorite? Look
1: at that <laughs> transition.
0: <laughs> I admit I wrote oh, it ahead wow. of time. Um, what's your favorite running race? And are you training for anything in twenty twenty two? My
1: favorite race of all time mm-hmm. is cross country five k. Mm. So I, when I ran in college, I ran cross country and in track. And I just loved the 5k cross country. I mean, I loved it in track too, but there's something about, you know, not having to run 24 laps
2: around (laughs) a singular track. It's
1: just a little bit more exciting. Um, so that I would say in my life is definitely my favorite, Mm. um, my favorite distance. Mm -hmm. Now I would say half marathon, Mm -hmm. um, probably even though I hate to say that because in the moment, Mm-hmm. I would not, I would say absolutely not give me something shorter. Uh-huh. Uh, but I think in the end, the half marathon to me feels the most, uh, fulfilling. Uh-huh. Um, I haven't ran a marathon before, fun mm-hmm. fact. So mm-hmm. I, that would probably be more fulfilling if I would do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm currently not training for anything, mm-hmm. but I have been, I'm thinking of doing, um, shamrock in March. Oh, so I think that would happen, but I don't know if I want to call that racing because I don't want to put pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to sign up and oh. wear the number uh-huh. and go for a run. Uh-huh.
2: Do you know what I'm saying? Because if I
1: tell myself I'm gonna race it, uh-huh. then I'm gonna get really intense, and I'm gonna start practicing my strides, and I'm gonna start going to the nearby track, and uh-huh. I like do it. Now, I don't need all that right now,
2: uh-huh. Uh-huh. so I'm just
1: gonna run it. Uh-huh. I, but I'm not gonna race it. Do you know? I think you understand. Yeah, yeah, sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I called a race, and I got family members googling <laughs> how she did. I got friends asking if I pr. No, no, no. This is a run. This is well, it's also, a nice Saturday run. It's a big party. It's yeah. A,
0: it's mm-hmm. a big party. It can be terrible weather here mm-hmm. in Portland. Wow. Um, but I mean, it's a big, big rate. I've actually yeah. never done. Uh-huh.
1: So it's funny. That's actually why I want to do it. I'm like, give me something big and party and something that's like a little less, um, um, I'll put a little less pressure on myself. Mm-hmm. Um, cause mm-hmm. I definitely am a type a personality. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of us runners, you can be injured and still want to somehow PR <laughs> <laughs> like it's always in the back of your head. That right. This might be the one, um, right. and, and so I, I need to hold myself
2: like back
0: from that i uh did my first uh training run for uh we are as part of our retreat on Hilton head island mm. at the end of now this month february uh we uh, are part of uh women it's called women run it's a women's race and um there's a half marathon a quarter marathon and a 5k a quarter quarter marathon is that? so what six more oh, 6.55. Miles, oh. so just. Well, I came out
1: really. You knew that math. That's
0: I'm family. doing that one. Uh, oh, that's why you knew. That's why you knew. <laughs> I have to defend my title. I was the oh, uh, first in my age group last so you year. You understand the pressure, thankfully, because uh the woman, the Masters winner, or maybe the, um, yeah, I think the Masters winner was the um was the first in my age group. So she got taken out. Or she no, she was. I think she was like second or third place overall. So she got taken out of the age groups. Doesn't
1: matter. You were first. Oh,
0: oh I, little asterisking there.
1: Um. Yeah. At uh, what age do you become a master? 40. Okay. That's what I thought. I wanted yeah. to make sure I was accurate. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. And then I think there is a, I don't want, maybe it's super master or wow. something. There's definitely another step up that as you get Sounds
1: on. really cool. <laughs> like I'm <a> super master. <laughs> is that like 60 or is that like 80
0: like i'd have to oh i think 60 i don't think it starts at 50 i think maybe six people okay. who know the answer are probably yelling out i'm sure right now. i'm sure yeah they are. yeah yeah,
2: yeah. They're so cringing yeah
0: yeah so the race is on february 27th and today's the second so i just did you my got, first got some going yeah, so um uh so i did six hill repeats today
2: oh that's great how'd um, it
0: go uh went well and then with half a mile left or six tenths of a mile left, I got a phone call from my older daughter who was like, Mom, where are you? I'm like, uh, I'm at Fremont and 24th. Why? You're supposed to drive me to work, remember? Oh. And I said, no, I didn't remember. Um. So I had to sprint. Oh, is that the worst? So I'm like, great. So now I got hill repeats and a sprint. So. And
1: you're sweating profusely afterwards. You and can't get slow into- your heart rate down. And get in have the to car. Get in the car and drive. Breathing so heavily. Mm-hmm. Like She's probably like, Mom, what happened? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So um. Yeah. She was all four minutes late to work. Yeah. It's okay. so. She'll be okay. yeah yes. And I she- don't
1: know if it's work. They can.
0: She's a nanny, so um, they okay, have a little, there's a little flexibility. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For our former podcast producer, oh, um, as a matter of fact, yeah.
1: Is the race going to be hilly?
0: It's on a beach. It's it is as flat as this table. Seated I, at. You know, I
1: didn't want to make some assumptions about Hilton had have never been there, but I yeah know what it is, and I can't imagine. But the hills are still good training for sure. I just didn't yes. know if that's why you were. Yeah, there no, was a hill. No,
0: I debated programs. either going to the track or going to do hill repeats, and I figure for the first actual, you know. Sp- specific training workout in two years I thought I'd rather do um
1: the first hills. track workout after you haven't been on a track feels uh-huh. like you're running in reverse that's how <laughs> slow you're going yeah like no matter how fast I've ever been the first stride in a long time I'm convinced I've lost it all
0: oh yeah and so then I thought oh that would be really uh, uh you know yeah you would deflating.
1: yeah mm-hmm. deflating's the right word
0: yeah so that and also I thought well how am I ever supposed to hit the numbers if I haven't done any you know, work that would hone mm-hmm, my speed. Mm-hmm. So I thought, okay, I'll go do some hill repeats. Yeah. That's and,
1: smart. Thank you. That's smart. Thanks. Thanks. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, um, okay. So I know that teaching group fitness is your jam. Yeah. It um, is. yeah. What's your favorite style of class to teach?
1: Oh, probably bar. Mm. Um, so I started bar, that's what I originally started with, with group fitness. Um, and there is something about, so bar, if you've never taken bar is a workout that is inspired by ballet do not sit here don't roll your eyes and be like oh this girl's a dancer absolutely not i mean i can keep rhythm i got some rhythm but i'm not a ballet dancer you won't see me in a tutu anytime soon minus halloween but uh it is inspired by um dance and it is uh actually a a exercise that was um It was an exercise that was developed to help rehab dancers back to health. So Mm -hmm. I love that it's an exercise that actually is rooted in physical therapy, Mm -hmm. um, which you can't say about most things get you hurt. (laughs) <laughs> and then you have to go and get help. This was something that was built to help you from the from the start. Um, but it's all set to the beat of the music. And mm-hmm. I really enjoy that. I think I got that from running. Um, was I really love, yes, I listen to music while I'm run, I'm mm-hmm. one of those runners. I'm mm-hmm. sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, but I really enjoy listening to the music moving to the beat of the music and kind of letting the music guide you again, not dancing. So if you just imagine doing squats to the beat of the music, it just, for some reason, gets me a little bit more motivated and Mm -hmm. in the mood. Um, I do really enjoy teaching strength training, but there's something about bar that reminds me actually a lot of running. And that's why I started bar because you know, that moment at like mile 10 of a half marathon where you're like, okay, (laughs) I'm done. Like I'm going to call my husband and have him pick me up now. Like I just don't want to continue anymore, but you have to kind of dig on the inside to keep going. There's a lot of moments in that in bar because we hold a lot of positions. You'll Mm -hmm. be pulsing a lot. It's a lot of, um, positions that burn. Yeah, It's not a lot of big range motion. You're doing a lot of holds and that burn Mm -hmm. feels that mental uh, reaction that you have at the burn is exactly like that moment in a run where you're like, okay, I want to be done, but I have to keep going. Mm-hmm. I don't get that in strength training because mm. you get breaks because mm-hmm. you, I don't know. It just doesn't, mm. it might be hard in that one moment. That one rep might be really hard but you know that there's a break on the other side uh-huh. in running. There's not that in bar you hold positions for, I'm talking, you might continuously move for four to eight minutes long without a break. I mean, you mm-hmm. can take breaks. No one's holding you.
2: Right. You're, You're paying for it. Right. Yeah. But the
1: goal is to not take a break. Yeah. So I think there's a lot of mental overlap with running and that's why I enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that one's my favorite, but I wouldn't say I picked favorites, but I mean, I think that that one I've done the longest. Mm. Um, I also have my own program, which is really nice to have Mm -hmm. been able to create something completely from scratch from start to finish. So Mm -hmm. I think there's just a lot of, uh, you know, sweat and tears that have gone into Mm -hmm. to bar. And so I have a little bit of a special relationship
0: Mm -hmm. with it. Mm -hmm. You got some skin in the game.
1: Yeah, Mm I do. Mm
2: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm
0: All right. As I mentioned, you're also a run coach Mm -hmm. Um, and in a recent Instagram post you wrote, and this is a little long, um, being a solid runner isn't just long runs, fartlicks and electrolyte tablets, my friends. And you also wrote runners need variety in their fitness routine too for a better chance at staying healthy. So at AMR, we talk a lot about the importance of strength training, Mm -hmm. um, but you mentioned some other secret weapons Mm. in this post and like mobility work, which intrigued me. So, so elaborate, please.
1: Yeah. So I think I, I always joke that runners are good at two things. We're good. Well, this is track runners, but I think it applies to everything running straight and making wide left turns (laughs) for four years. That's all I did. I ran straight and I made wide left turns and every once in a while, our coach would have us flip around and go the other way around the track. Yeah. So maybe wide left right turns as well. Um, but, I think most of us are running for longevity, right? Mm -hmm. Most of us aren't Mm -hmm. professional runners. Most of us aren't trying to get paid and win all the medals. Surely that's nice, but that's not (laughs) the goal. Uh, So if longevity is something you're going for with running, you also need to be looking at fitness as a way of making sure your body is ready for life, right? Mm -hmm. Like, and you hear people say, I'm training for life. I like to tell people, I'm just trying to be healthy enough so that I can boogie on the dance floor of my grandkids' <laughs> like, uh, wedding. Like that's my goal. I want to be like 86 and busted a dance move on the dance floor. But to do that, I got to keep my knees, my hips and everything else in shape. And I think that running can be hard on the joints. I am not a believer of, oh, you shouldn't run because it's hard on your knees and hips. Like mm-hmm. abso- that is not me. Mm-hmm. But I am a believer that you are just moving in one plane of motion mm-hmm. for hours of your life and you really need to help, um, work the knees. The the hips are a big one for runners. Um, the ankles, knees and hips though, for me, if you can get that to be fluid for a person, Mm -hmm. if you can get movement to feel safe, I think a lot of people, especially as we age, get hesitant before they move, uh, before you step laterally, before you step up on a step, before, uh, you know, something's falling out of the, you know, the top rung of your closet and you have to go to catch it. Mm-hmm. If you are not prepared for that move, that motion and that mm-hmm. movement, that's when injuries happen. Mm-hmm. So I'm not telling people, oh, you need to strength train and do mobility. Cause I want you to get better at running. It's going to help you get better at running. Mm-hmm. It's just that running doesn't translate to the longevity of your life. Mm -hmm. If you do all of those things, Mm -hmm. it will keep you running longer as well. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a two-prong approach, I would say. But uh, Mm -hmm. for me, mobility work, uh, like I said, is a lot about the hips. Mm -hmm. Uh, Runners tend to have really... Weak glutes, mm-hmm, fun mm-hmm, fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, and tight hamstrings mm-hmm. uh, and tight hips. So, for me, it's really about um, loosening the hamstrings so they don't take over, strengthening the gl- glutes so that they can help the hamstrings, and then going through just a full range of motion in multiple planes of motion. So, like I said, a lot of times we're just moving forward. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually have a client where I was making him walk backwards mm-hmm. and he just stopped and he said, Why are we walking backwards so much? I said, <laughs> Because the minute your dog jumps on you, something like I said, falls from a closet and you have to take that step back. If we haven't practiced for that,
2: mm-hmm.
1: that's when you get injured. Yeah. Um, it's most likely not on the marathon run or the half marathon run. Like that's not when you're gonna, yes, you might trip on a Curb and hurt yourself, but mm-hmm. the chances are unlikely. Knock on wood. Now yep. I put that in the
2: universe. <laughs> um,
1: so for me, it's about training so that people can stay injury free in their life. Mm-hmm. Uh, if that means I can keep you injury free on your run, too,
2: awesome. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: I have to say that my little twenty-five pound Augie, my Frenchie, mm-hmm. nearly pulled me over the other See? day. I was stepping down off a curb, and he saw another dog that I was looking and saying hi to a neighbor, mm-hmm. and he nearly, I'm like, how can this little dog almost pull me over? And I thought, how could I ever face people if that was how I got injured?
1: Right. It's yeah. happened. Yeah, I've heard some crazy stories. Curbs will do it.
2: Yeah. Oh Curbs yeah. Curbs
1: will <laughs> certainly do it. So we got to practice for that. And so I think that everyone thinks of, oh, I need to do these things to be a better runner. And yes, mm-hmm. but I personally would prefer someone to come at it from a mindset of, I want to be able, like I said, to dance on my grandkids' weddings, and Mm -hmm. I don't want to have to have double hip replacements and double knee replacements. I mean, it's going to probably have to happen eventually, Mm -hmm. but if we can um, lengthen the amount of time it takes to get that done, Mm -hmm. awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
0: All right. So, are there two or three easy mobility drills or exercises that spring to mind that are able to be defined? Over a podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I would say the first one if is super runner specific. And I think we all can like imagine it, but if you close your eyes and imagine you have a hurdle in front of you, mm-hmm. stepping your, your, um, so start with your feet hip width apart, step one foot up and around that imaginary hurdle. Then you do the other, uh, leg, you can go forward and backwards, mm-hmm. really helping making sure the hip gets full range of motion. Those are mm-hmm. one of my favorites to do before I run. Mm-hmm. Um, glute bridges are really good too, which I think mm-hmm. most people know what that is. But if you don't, you lay on your back, your knees are bent and your feet are flat. And then you squeeze your butt to lift your butt in line with the knees and hips. Mm-hmm. Uh, really great way to activate the glutes. I think that's one thing that people probably should do more is they think of mobility as something like, Oh, I'll do it for 10 minutes on Saturday. Mm-hmm. But if you just pick two or three exercises and do them before you run, mm-hmm. uh, can be a really great way to activate the glutes before you go. Run. Like we want mm-hmm. them to work during the run too not just uh i don't know on saturday nights yeah. um squats are another good one reverse lunges are another good one too that work both the quads um and the glutes i would say those three bridges Bridges, squats, and lunges are three exercises, mm-hmm. whereas mobility work from a strength perspective. And then the, those hip circles doing the hurdles is a really good, um, mobility exercise.
0: I, on, um, speaking of Saturdays, I went running on Saturday with a friend who is visiting us from Seattle and, um, he has some, um, uh, injury issues right now. And mm. he was like, Oh, last time I was here, he showed me some moves. And so I showed him how to do the hurdle this time. And, mm, nice. and um, he didn't seem all that, um, jazzed by it, but I swear oh, by him. So, it's great.
1: Yeah. It's, I, it's wonderful. It's truly wonderful. Yeah. Um, I mean, even if you can get, you don't have to have hurdles, but just something that you can set a couple of them in front of you, they can be small. I'm talking, it can be yoga blocks or something that gets you to visualize mm. and then walking through it instead of just doing them standing. That can be helpful as well. Oh. Um, yeah. Yeah, I love those. Oh, those huh. are great.
2: I, like- I also
1: would say I think I thought of another one as it oh, yeah. came okay. to me. Yeah, bird dogs this is one of my favorites. Oh, yeah, one Jim I've definitely loves a good bird made, dog. I've mm-hmm. definitely made you do a bird dog before. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you come to all fours um and then you keeping your back completely flat, you reach your arm opposite arm and leg straight out. So think of like this Straightest line you possibly could have. Mm-hmm. Then you pull the knee into the elbow underneath the torso, and mm-hmm. you extend back out long. So when your arm and leg are out long, it kind of looks like your bird dog, pointing like a bird yeah. dog would. <laughs> um, and then you do, I would say, two sets of uh, ten to fifteen of them um, on each arm and leg. That's really good uh, for core engagement. Mm-hmm. A lot of times we focus on kind of like the example I just gave you was, oh, weak glutes. Let me work my glutes. Mm-hmm. But sometimes we need to work the body in unison, moving together and not just isolated. Mm -hmm. And I think the bird dog is a really great exercise. It's going to help activate your glutes because I want you to squeeze uh, your butt when you extend the leg out. It obviously works the shoulder, but then your core really has to engage and stabilize to help hold yourself uh still and not topple over. <laughs> uh so anything with balance is obviously going to be really good for the core. Mm-hmm. Um so that's one of my favorites too. Mm-hmm.
0: I'd to say you're really good at describing exercises. Oh, thank you. I you appreciate know, it. But when I put up that question, I thought, oh, that's gonna be t- like how to talk someone through it. You did a really oh, good job. oh thanks. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. So um so I think we kind of covered this, but in that same post you also called out better muscle synergy and activation. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, how can a runner hone or improve those elements and sort of what do you mean by muscle synergy? Yeah. Activation? So
1: muscle synergy. So kind of what I was just finishing my last point about is we tend to think of the muscles as items. They're mm. just items in a recipe. You right. <laughs> We've got my clods. I have my glutes. I have my hamstrings. <laughs> right. Uh, but they all work together. Mm. And for every prime mover in the body, there is an, an, for every agonist, there is an antagonist. Mm -hmm. So if you think of the easiest one for people to think of is your bicep and your tricep. Mm -hmm. So the biceps are on the front of the arm, the triceps are on the back of the arm. When one shortens, the other one lengthens. Mm -hmm. When the one lengthens, the other one shortens Mm -hmm. and they work together. Mm -hmm. So- Yes, every time you pick up a weight and do a bicep curl, you are working your biceps, but you're also lengthening the tricep. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I mean synergies is a lot of times when we have muscle imbalances in the body, um, it's because one of the um, muscles in kind of that muscle group is either going to be um, not turned on. Mm-hmm. It's asleep. It just, mm-hmm. like I said, like the glutes. Some mm-hmm. of us have glutes that have stayed in bed, even though we have gone on about our day. <laughs> uh, and then some of them, the muscles are too loud. They're Mm. taking over and Mm. that antagonist can't um, properly fire. Mm -hmm. And that's where injuries start. They tend to start, not always, right? Sometimes we, our dog pulls us off the curb and that's how you (laughs) hurt yourself. But especially with runners, where you have these um, long-term injuries that kind of happen with overuse versus instantaneous injuries, Mm -hmm. it tends to be because you have a muscle imbalance. Mm. So you want to do things where you are um, working functionally and Uh working with all of the muscle groups in whole as a piece mm-hmm. uh, to really make sure that your muscles understand how to work together. Mm-hmm. So I don't want your glutes just to work. I want your glutes and your hamstrings to work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if we did that, I want your quads to shut up. I want them to, <laughs> to stay quiet and dormant. Uh-huh. Uh, but like I said, in um a lot of runners, our glutes tend to not show up to the party or they show up late. So <laughs> instead of being on, they're off. And that requires your other body parts to work really hard. Mm-hmm. So for me. Uh, not so much anymore. Cause I've certainly learned about it, but I used to have really tight hamstrings. Mm. My glutes were just off. And I think a lot of runners are this way. So my hamstrings super tight. You put me on a foam roller. Absolutely. I mean, so much pain and you can just be, I mean, they feel hard, like uh-huh. just hard. not in a good way either. Not like, Oh, she's got really great hamstrings. Uh, and it's cause my hamstrings are having to do all of the work because mm. my glutes again, didn't show up to the party. So the hamstrings are having to, you know, be the good hostess <laughs> <'Cause> the, <laughs> because the glutes are still upstairs asleep. sleep. Uh, so if we can get the glutes to turn on then your hamstrings don't have to work so hard. And suddenly that's that synergy that we're talking about. Uh-huh. Um, I always say, if, you know, it's hard to, to, you're not going to know about your own body. I always say, take the money and spend it on a good physical therapist Mm -hmm. just to understand your body. I think a lot of times we think of even going to a personal trainer can help going to a personal trainer or a physical therapist. You have to do when you're injured. Mm -hmm. And I say, do it as prehab. Mm. do it first learn what you need to work on so that you don't get injured
0: we had a question like that on our show amr answer somebody mm-hmm. was saying that she was going into a, a marathon training cycle and she was worried about getting injured yep. she asked if she could go to a physical therapist ahead of time yes and i was like oh, i've never heard of that and dimity was like that's a great idea
1: i do it all the time i literally mm. i tell my physical therapist he's on retainer uh. I mean, he's not actually, but but like anytime I need, it's just so good. I think to have one and like, let's be real. Sometimes your, um, insurance, right. Isn't just going to let you say, I feel healthy. Let me, I need a physical therapist. So I'm not saying everyone, not everyone has that access, unfortunately. Um, but if you do, I think you would be surprised what insurance will help cover. Um, but I think even if it's, uh, it, honestly, a chiropractor, a physical therapist, a massage therapist, just someone who understands the body mm-hmm. that can help you learn more mm-hmm. about why you may feel the way that you do. Even if you learn three things, mm-hmm. those three things can maybe prevent injury down the road. Yeah, um, it doesn't have to be. Oh, I left with a book of exercises. <laughs> I've got seven different things I need to do every single day. No, it doesn't have to be complicated. Even if it's just a ten-minute, you know, routine that you do twice a week. Uh-huh. once a week, even, uh-huh. um, can be helpful. Uh-huh.
2: Uh-huh.
1: Call me
0: a sweaty purist. I only wear synthetic or wool running clothes because I love the way the fibers wick and work, yet I hate the sweaty stench they hold on to. That's why I was delighted when I discovered Sweatex Sport Detergent about eight years ago. Sweatex seriously outperforms all of their laundry detergents at removing odor and stains, especially among the advanced tech fabrics us runners swear by. Get this, SweatX works at a molecular level with something called nanovasive technology. Sounds fancy, right? The molecules in the detergent are tiny enough to lift and remove embedded sweat beads and related odors from all types of fabrics by penetrating the pores of fabric to exfoliate what is causing the smell and stains. SweatX also excels at removing all sports stains like mud, grass, clay, dirt, and blood from clothing and equipment using the same technology. Like I said, sweat has been my go-to athletic wear detergent for years. And now there are even more options. In the last six months, they've added two new detergents to their line. Max Odor Defense, with a new refreshing scent, is equipped with more odor and stain fighting power. Think marathon training gear and high school football uniforms. And the new Free & Clear detergent is for those with sensitive skin or prefer odorless products. Free & Clear is the first detergent nationwide to be certified asthma and allergy friendly by the Asthma & Allergy Foundation of America. I use it on all our bedding and towels. Try the SweatEx family of detergents today to banish funk and odor. Save 15% off with code AMR15 at SweatexSport.com. That's 15% off with code AMR15 at SWEATX Sport.com. AMR15 at Sweatxport.com. Thrive Cosmetics. Cause is part of the brand's clever name for a reason. Every purchase supports organizations that help women thrive. Thrive Cosmetics has a bold mission that's truly bigger than beauty. For every product purchased, Thrive Cosmetics donates to help women thrive, such as women emerging from homelessness, surviving domestic abuse, fighting cancer, and more. Last October, AMR was part of a collaborative project that included Thrive Cosmetics beauty products being given to women undergoing cancer treatments, so we've seen and support their mission in action. Thrive makes high-performance beauty and skincare products made with clean, skin-loving ingredients that contain no parabens, sulfates, or phthalates, making me feel good about wearing and using the products. After years, well, more like decades, of rarely wearing makeup, I now wear two of their eye products on an almost daily basis, their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara and Brilliant Eye Brightener. The mascara is Thrive's best-selling product and for good reason. It makes my lashes look longer and lusher, helping me look more dynamic on Zoom calls. And I just started using Thrive Cosmetics Overnight Sensation Brightening Sleep Mask. I apply it at night and quickly wipe it off when I get up to run. I swear it gives my aging skin a more youthful glow. Go to thrivecosmetics.com/amr for 15% off your first order. This is an exclusive offer for our listeners. That's thrive causemetic e m e t i c s.com/amr for 15% off your first order. Building an ideal team. Many of us runners do it for relay races and some of us do it in the workplace. When you partner with Indeed, Building the right team can be simple because Indeed is the hiring partner where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process. Find great talent through time-saving tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor a post, you get a short list of quality candidates with resumes on Indeed that match your job description, and you can invite them to apply right away. Plus, you only pay for quality applications that meet your must-have requirements. And Indeed is the only job site where you're guaranteed to find quality applications that meet your must-have requirements or else you don't pay. I love that Indeed means you don't have to scurry from one site to another trying to find and attract ideal candidates. I mean, who has time for that? With Instant Match, more than 90% of employers get quality candidates as soon as they sponsor their job post according to Indeed data. Then there's this time-saving stat. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in a search. Boom. Start hiring right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com AMR. Offer valid through March 31st. Go to Indeed.com AMR to claim your $75 credit before March 31st. Indeed.com AMR. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right. So I started working one-on-one with a trainer. Now you. Yep. Um, with the express desire to focus on my upper body oh, yeah. and lift heavy weights. Um, Can I tell
1: a story about how the very first time... <laughs> so the owner of the gym put Sarah and I in contact with each other. And you don't know what you're getting yourself into as a trainer. You You just... I've got a person who's wants to train with you. I've never met you. I don't know who you look like. I don't know your background. And within three seconds, she was like, I want to lift heavy. No, what'd you say? Hold on. I want to lift upper body and I want to lift heavy. Exactly how you just said it. Like on the text, it was very, I mean, I love it. I would prefer a client be very specific about what they want than just, I want to feel better. Mm-hmm. It's really hard just to help someone Feel better. Right. I mean, I, it's my—it's my job, right? It's really hard to be like, okay. I hope this is gonna make you feel better, but it's really nice that you came in. And that's what I knew that we were gonna get along because you were so direct about what you wanted. I was like, okay, this is gonna be a match made in heaven. Uh, but anyways, I interrupted, but I had no, no, to just no. give my two cents. My two cents about that—I'll never forget that first text. I was like, oh, all right, we're doing it.
0: I uh, had a work colleague who used to call me a directosaurus oh uh, wow and that was because when we would go walking to go out and have lunch or whatever i'd be like okay we're gonna turn left at the next corner and we're gonna turn that's
1: how uh, i am uh, Sarah. you and i are very similar <laughs> I know. we have found that to we be really the case are. yeah yes
0: <laughs> uh, and also when i go visit friends in cities that i have been to before like when i go back to san francisco where i used to live yeah i'm like okay we were first going to this restaurant to have a bar you know to you have, have this plan. drink and this for dessert and da 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 and they're like, Oh, I love when you come to town. Cause I just Cause you sit just back, sit and, back go. and do
2: it. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I will say when I travel, I'm like that. My husband does all, all the lifting. Oh, I just, I'm along for the ride. <laughs> oh my
0: goodness. Okay. So my question is, so I did that because I've always wanted buff arms and back yep. and just never did what I Thought I would need to do to get that. So finally, now I'm in my fifties. I'm like, okay, it's now or never. Right. Yeah, that's (laughs) true. That's a good point. Mm -hmm. You know, not from I'm going to die, but just like in terms of my body being able to build.
2: Right. Correct. Or even
0: maintain. So there is a
1: certain point where, you start to lose functionality versus keep gaining it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So do you think I'm delusional as a middle-aged runner trying to do this?
1: Absolutely not. <laughs> you Absolutely don't think that ship has sailed? No. <laughs> so think here's the thing about progress and well, I shouldn't, I just kind of let the cat out of the bag. That's the word I wanted yeah. to use. Here's the thing about strength. Uh-huh. It's, it, it has to be progressive. Uh-huh. And everyone's um, ground zero uh-huh. is different, mm-hmm. right? Mm. Even if you're, 20s if you're 50 it doesn't matter to get stronger you have to continually challenge your body Mm -hmm. and you can see change at any age Mm. if you are continuously challenging the body now is my you know 83 year old grandmother-in-law grandmother-in-law yeah I guess she's what she, she is she's yeah. a grandmother yes yes it came out so soft and then i was like oh that's wrong but no that's exactly what she like, i was so hesitant but that's what she is you know i'm not gonna sit here and say okay let's start with 20 pound chest press uh-huh. let's start with 50 pound like we're gonna work her but she could absolutely get there oh it just has to take time and mm-hmm. i think um certainly everyone has their limitations, right? Like, let me put this asterisk mark out there that, okay, not everyone is going to be able to do everything, but the way to gain strength is to progressively overload the body. So that means challenging yourself over time. So if you were, now you're working with me, so I obviously know exactly what you're doing, but if you were <laughs> sitting here and said, I lift 15 pounds, it doesn't matter what the weight is, 50 pounds. I lift 50 pounds every single day. And I do the same exercise and I've been doing the same routine for a year. hmm you wouldn't gain any strength. I don't Mm -hmm. care how heavy that weight is because Mm -hmm. you plateau the way to not plateau in anything is to progressively make not anything in fitness (laughs) is to make it uh, harder as you go. Um, and so what hard is for you is going to change, um, especially as you get older, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't approach it or try it. Um, that's actually one of the things I loved about bar. I actually have rheumatoid arthritis, which Mm -hmm. I can tell you that story once we are done with this, this segment here. Um, (laughs) and I couldn't lift anything heavier than five pounds. Wow. I'm talking, imagine, and this is not long. I mean, I was, when I started bar, it was 2016. So, I mean, I was in my, wow, I'm really bad at math today. I was in my late Uh twenties. Let's just round those
2: numbers. (laughs) Um,
1: and even holding like a carton of eggs. Oh my goodness. It, the Eggs was weighted towards the end. So if yeah. like all the eggs were on one mm-hmm. side of the one carton and I held the other. Yeah. The weight was too much for my, oh my wrist goodness. to be able to hold it. The number of egg cartons I've had, oh. I've dropped is more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, so when I'm telling you I had no strength in my wrist or in my arms, wow. I had nothing. And one of the reasons I started bars because in bar you use, you tend to use lightweights. So I'm mm-hmm. talking two, three, four, mm-hmm. five pounds, uh, because that's all I felt comfortable lifting. Wow. So, to be able to, like, I am very much a living Testament that you can start at ground zero mm-hmm. and certainly, and now I can lift, you know, much heavier. I mean, I can lift, I don't know how heavy the mm-hmm. heaviest deck and lift is, but I could lift a lot. Mm-hmm. We'll put it that way. Um, to be able to see that progress in myself is definitely what made me excited about helping other people, mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people think I have, X, Y, and Z, whatever that thing is that you have for Mm -hmm. me, it's rheumatoid arthritis Mm -hmm. for you. It might just be age for Mm -hmm. someone else. It might be something else. Um, and they see it as a roadblock and Mm -hmm. it might be a roadblock, but that doesn't mean the road is completely closed or the Mm -hmm. journey's over, Mm -hmm. you know, like, yep, you've got a hurdle.
2: Mm
1: -hmm. Yep. We might have to sit and wait this one out, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that we're just not going to get from point A to point B because things got hard.
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, Brittany, your Instagram feed is fan freaking tastic. Oh, thank
1: you, I appreciate that. <laughs> um,
0: and you, I mean, it's super entertaining, but you also get where so many women are coming from. And there goes Augie greeting someone at our house. Um, so, like that post about checking the abs after mm-hmm. definition after yes, one after workout. Yeah. Yes. So visually, you approach the subject with humor, but your caption is serious and spot on. You wrote, "Yes, your desire to change your body must come from a place of love and." admiration for what it can do not from a place of hate for what it looks like
1: Mm. so god i mean i know i wrote that but it just it makes me sad that so many women hate their body and i have had that moment i mean i still i think we all have those moments but that's my number one goal with my instagram account is to make you laugh and -hmm. make you realize we're all human Mm -hmm. cut the act stop trying to think that one workout is going to make you have a six pack Mm -hmm. and second of all a six pack doesn't define anything about a person other than maybe that they have good genetics mm-hmm. and probably we're in a calorie deficit at one point. Mm-hmm. And I think that so often women, especially, but men as well put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect. Mm-hmm. And I struggle as i don't know i don't like calling myself an influencer but i guess that i'll call myself content creator that's what mm-hmm. i call myself a content creator <laughs> sounds much better um but we put a lot of pressure on ourselves to be perfect because we see these content creators and influencers on instagram and per, they seem perfect mm-hmm. and it's funny there's a saying out there that instagram is a highlight reel and i like to flip that on its head and say instagram is a highlight reel only if we let it mm. it's only a highlight reel because we've allowed these influencers, or they've allowed themselves just to show you the hard stuff. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm going to tell you, I don't have a six pack. I'm Mm -hmm. a, uh, you know, known fitness instructor in the industry and I don't have one. Yeah. I would like one. I'm not going (laughs) to lie, but I have to be honest with myself and with my followers that, you know, it, it doesn't define who I am. It doesn't define my success. And I think that there's a lot of different things that, the industry and fitness as a whole has just been quiet about mm. like, oh, just, it was really easy. I've always had this. I've always looked this way. Mm. I've always ran really fast. I've always mm-hmm. absolutely. My not, house always know? looks like this, right. Yes. My exactly. kids always act like this. yes mm-hmm. So I've tried to, um, open the door a little bit in my own life. Um, and it's hard because you have to admit mistakes. Mm -hmm. You have to show up. One thing I'm trying to do more often is show up without makeup on Mm -hmm. Instagram, which is really hard. Mm -hmm. Um, but I think the people need it. I think, forget about the people, little girls need it. Mm
2: -hmm. You know,
1: it's less about, I don't think me showing up without makeup, it might make you feel better, Mm -hmm. but it probably is going to make your daughter Mm -hmm. feel a lot better. And Mm -hmm. that's who I want really
2: Well, that's, who's getting hurt
0: the most by Instagram. Right. And and so for me,
1: it's Instagram does a lot for my life. It's part of my job, big, big part Mm -hmm. of my job. Mm -hmm. Um, but I also recognize that that means I have a response. Like if you're going to profit off of something, Mm -hmm. you have the responsibility to make sure that you're not damaging the people that you're profiting off of. Mm -hmm. So I try to come about it from a realistic perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And hopefully that comes around. So I'm glad that you feel like that comes across.
0: Well, and hearing you you give that answer reminded me of a post that I was looking for and I couldn't find it. And uh, I was going to hearken to it in our last training session or two. It's sort of about how people, when they try to do a new move and they can't do it at all, And you kind of gave this rationale for why it is that you can't do it. And what the person is really saying in their head, which is I'm a loser. I'm terrible. I'm flawed right?" because I can't figure out how to,
1: which couldn't be the furthest from the truth. And it's funny people. That's actually how my Instagram got started. Fun fact was I, there's so many influencers and fitness instructors showing you what workouts to do, but Mm. no one's telling you how to do them. Mm. Like there's just so many beautiful people out there saying, look at how much weight I can lift or this, I can do the splits, but like no one's saying now nah, there are, but back when I very first started, here's how to get to that. Yeah. You know? And here's how to do it safely. And I think so many people more often than not can't do an exercise. I think we all have one or two or seven exercises <laughs> that we can't do or 70 exercises. <laughs> and for me, it's important for women to realize it is much better. I'm gonna use pushups because that's the quintessential- I was thinking
0: well when you were talking about it, I thought your push-up thing, yes. the progression uh-huh. that was yes. so good. That post is yeah. so good. So,
1: yeah, um, I always use push-ups as a quintessential example. If you can't do push-ups on your toes, most people, if you know, a trainer, if you're doing something online, whatever it is, do 10 push-ups. You're gonna do four mediocre ones, just mm-hmm. kind of barely moving on your toes, and then you're gonna give up. Yeah, it is much better. So much better to do 10 solid push-ups on your knees, on a wall. Mm-hmm. There's a thousand variations you can do, mm-hmm. but to do 10 strong reps with mm-hmm. perfect form in a modified variation mm-hmm. than to do three all out. Mm-hmm. That piece, if more people could rally behind that, mm-hmm. I think that we would all be in this such more positive space about our bodies, about our own progress, because that is work. Mm-hmm. And what I'm trying to get people to realize is that they're capacity for work is there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's in mm-hmm. you,
2: mm-hmm.
1: but you can't cut short. Every time something gets hard, mm. you have to adjust it so that you can keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in running, it's, I was it's just, actually so, yeah. funny. Running is perfectly easy to do it. You just slow down. Yeah. When you were you saying know, that, I thought just know, slow not, down. Running yeah. is Literally the easiest example because <laughs> no one tries to keep sprinting. <laughs> No one, you know, when that monkey jumps on your back on mile 20, you slow down. So why is it in fitness that Mm -hmm. we just completely stop? Yeah. When I say fitness, I mean, strength training. I mean, you know, anything that isn't running.
2: Yeah, Yeah. Um,
1: I think a lot of people just stop Mm -hmm. when in reality it's just slow down, but keep running the race. Just because it got mm-hmm. hard doesn't mean the race is over. It actually means this is kind of when the race starts, mm-hmm, like when things mm-hmm, get hard. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really probably one of the biggest themes on my Instagram is how do I keep people moving mm-hmm. um, and not giving up and mm-hmm. quitting early?
2: Mm-hmm, hmm
0: mm-hmm. awesome. Um, since you're good at describing things, describing moves, I'm gonna have you um, talk about, you had that post about core engagement and the extended elevator analogy. Yes. My favorite
1: analogy. Yeah. So core engagement is super important in um, every exercise, but especially for women, especially for women who have been pregnant, who Mm -hmm. are going to be pregnant, who are currently pregnant, but everyone needs proper core engagement. And the core is really the powerhouse of the body. It connects. If you literally think of your core as a square, Mm -hmm. it is connects. Legitimately everything. Your head, your feet, your <laughs> pinky toes, your ears are somehow all connected down into the center through your core. Um, and so the way that I describe core engagement, there's a couple of ways, but the elevator analogy that Sarah is referring to is before you start an, an exercise, imagine that there is an elevator uh in your core. So think kind of below the belly button. Mm-hmm. You want to close the elevator doors and then pull that elevator up into your rib cage. (laughs) So you think literally elevator doors below your belly button, close them, and then pull that elevator into your rib cage. So many people superficially just suck it in like when mm. you're trying to look skinny in a picture we've all done it mm-hmm. i know that's not core engagement that's just sucking it in and people tend to hold their breath while mm-hmm. they do that which is the exact opposite of what we want in fitness <laughs>
2: believe it or not we want you to breathe <laughs> that is uh beneficial
1: to what we're doing uh so think elevator close the door is lifted up uh from there another analogy i like to give people is when you're at the ocean and uh a wave is about to hit you mm. you kind of step a foot forward and you kind of brace mm-hmm. For that mm-hmm. impact that's core engagement mm-hmm. that's your core bracing so that you have better stability yeah. uh, and balance that's exactly what it is same thing if you ever had little kids play belly bongos on your stomach you're <laughs> laying down and they're playing the bongos and before they first had that first belly bongo you kind of brace mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. that's core engagement so if you can have that sensation mm-hmm. now some people are probably doing it right now as they're listening and they're yeah. probably holding their breath <laughs> so i'm gonna say breathe um learning how to do that and breathing is i don't have as easy you have a, a quick little gimmicky mm-hmm. thing to tell people on how to breathe while they do that. But if you mm-hmm. can practice that mm-hmm. and do it before every exercise uh, is a really, really uh, good thing that you can do for your body.
2: hmm mm-hmm.
1: Well, Brittany, I am so pleased oh, to I welcome you to I'm the so family excited of co-hosts. Yeah, so like truly, I think when you asked me, it was like, oh, I felt like I was <laughs> like a princess getting, I don't know, a crown or something. I don't really know what the right <laughs> analogy was, but uh, no, I'm super excited to be part of this community, and I think you know, even though I don't have kids, I certainly understand the. Uh, female experience for sure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, hopefully we'll go down that route soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, actually I was funny. I was like, man, that'd be kind of cool to be able to document that oh, experience. Please. So I'll, oh I'll, yeah.
0: Hopefully not. All those thoughts. Oh you talk God. about TMI. Yes. Hopefully you're happy. I'm you're going to get pregnant for too so long.
1: Many, so many stories, I am sure. Yeah. Uh, but no, I think for me, what I do is all about community. <laughs> um, and I think running, like I said, is is ho- feels like home for me. So have a community that can rally around that feeling of home is is awesome and, and no place that ought to be. Awesome. Awesome.
0: All right. Well, um, I mentioned the, that women run race that I am j- just so adamantly training for now. 6.5 <laughs> yeah. miles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. So we want people, we want more women there. I want, you know, um, to have some people to chat with out there on the course and, um, you know, have some people pass me, maybe have some rabbits that I can go after. So it is on Hilton head Island. As I said, it is Sunday, February 27th. I hear it's rare to have uh, races in the south on sunday so that's important particularly oh. if, if somebody wants to um d- if they're trying to do a race in all 50 states it's a good one we had a lot of people there 2 years ago came in from i remember minnesota and wisconsin and washington because they could do a race in a uh, half marathon one state on saturday and then this that's one unbelievable. on sunday yeah like yeah, as side fly across the is, country that is, as an
1: aside, that is like yeah. More props.
0: Yeah. I will not yeah. be one of those people. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we want people to join us. The race, um, races all started at 8. AM. They are on beautiful, beautiful, flat, 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 hard packed, um, Caligny beach. If you've been to Hilton head, you know what beach I'm talking about. Sometimes you see dolphins off to the side, uh, in the water, they come up very close to the shore. Um, awesome, adorable race tee on all women's race, which we love. Um, so if you want to sign up for it, look for the link in the show notes, Um, or the name of the race is W-M-N-R-U-N and it's in Hilton Head so maybe if you Google women run in Hilton Head you'll find it. Our podcast today was produced in Portland, Oregon by Alex Ward from Sounds Like Pictures. Many happy miles.